Hello, I'm Brian Foster, and today I'm talking about Spiritism. Today is Sunday, March 6, 2022, and I will be reviewing different sections of the Spiritist Review of 1858. It's a wonderful set of documents that are the monthly magazines for the year of 1858 that was edited and sometimes contributed to by Alan Kardec, the codifier of Spiritism. And if you want to learn more about Spiritism, please read Alan Kardec's The Spirit's Book. Type in Alan Kardec, Space Spiritist Book. Also, you can get my book, uh, Spiritism 101, The Third Revelation, in on my website, nwspiritism.com. You can download it on PDF for free or download it in Kindle or paperback format or even in Audible format. So, let's before we begin, let's have a short prayer. Dear Jesus, in these trying times, let us all discern what is the eternal central truth, our spiritual growth. Please let us try and, and filter out the propaganda and the, and the viewpoints of governments and media companies and other type of companies and what they're trying to tell us and let us look past everything and look at the basic human condition and love for all people and help us move on to spiritual growth, not spiritual uh, being static and not moving at all. Have us love everyone. Amen. So today we will start on the uh, spirit vision. What is spirit vision? And this has been described in other places too, but I figure I we will show you what it says in the uh, Spirit Review of 1858. Then I'll talk about what it says in other places. As for the vision, it is independent of light. This is talking about the vision for a spirit. Sight is an essential attribute of the soul. There is no darkness to the soul. Nevertheless, it is more extensive and penetrating in those that are more depurated or elevated. Thus the soul, our spirit, has the faculty of all perceptions in itself. In the corporeal life, they are obliterated by the grossness of our organs. In the extracorporeal life, they are less and less obliterated as a semi-material covering the elevated souls. Okay, so what does that mean? So let me give you a description of, of spirit vision, let's say, from the mother, G. Uh, Val Owen, who, who talked to his mother in the spirit world, in the lower levels of the spirit world. And she said that when you look at things, you, can, you look over and you have perfect focus on everything, and then finally at a certain distance, things get a little bit misty. But of that, you can see everything perfectly. You never need glasses right and and they say well it is independent of light right you don't need the sun there's no shadows because there's sun everywhere there's light i should say not sun in the spirit world and you can you can see things and there's no curvature right because there's different layers and there's different dimensions of where you're in so what do i mean by that so in heaven and in the spirit realm itself, it's, it's a logical concept. It's a logical construct. 
meaning that you are on the level you are because you have that level of spirituality and you have that permission, that set of permissions to allow you to view what you're able to view. And you have the set of, of attributes allowing you to view as far, as far as vision, allowing you to view the future. It all depends upon the level of your spirituality and wisdom, right? Because there's different levels in heaven. It, this, the spirits that talked to the Reverend G. Bowen said there were 10. Other spirits say there's three, there's seven. They just said they're just using that as their own numbering system. Everyone has a little bit different. But there are graduated steps in heaven. And when you are in one level of heaven, you cannot really go higher because it's, as you, if you try to go higher, it's too bright. It just doesn't feel comfortable. There's not like a big fence or anything. It just it feels uncomfortable. But you can go lower. You can go on your level. Are the different lower levels of heaven? Are the levels on earth? Are the lower zone? Are the dark abyss, which is a type of purgatory? There's no eternal damnation in uh, in the spirit world. So you should look at this <coughs> site, right? Because you are this spirit, and you have uh, what you are this logical combination and there you can see according to your level so look at yourself as if you are a uh, a smartphone and the more the higher you go in heaven the more complex and the more uh the more features let's say that camera has in that smartphone so you can see more and more and more and really what you're seeing in heaven is you're seeing the interpretation of the data that is around you. That's why you see everything in focus. Because it's all data. Remember, everything is in, is, it's like you're this piece of logic swimming through data, and yet you, you can automatically interpret the data as what it should represent. A flower, a house, a tree, another person, another spirit, what they look like. It's like you've got these VR glasses right on virtual reality and you're walking along into, into this virtual reality and you're seeing what is allowed to you by the game that you are playing. And that is with your sight. You're seeing what you can see. You're seeing at the level of, of what you're allowed to do. And therefore, the lower levels, the spirits who are not in heaven, they're in the lower levels or below, their sight doesn't expand very far. And of course, we on Earth, we have our sight being filtered through our physical eyes, which is poor indeed, right? Your sight's so much better. Your sight, your smell, your hearing, everything is just up, you know, uh, you know, exponentially better in the spirit world. You're much more powerful. So... I'll carry on. Taken from the environment, that covering varies according to the nature of the globes. Moving from one world to the next, spirits change covering as we change clothes from winter to summer and from pole to the equator. Okay, so now they're talking about uh, as on different on different dimensions, different physical dimensions, different spiritual dimensions. When the more elevated spirits come to visit us, they take by covering the terrestrial paraspirit, and since their perceptions are similar to ours, common spirits. But all of them, the inferior as the inferior ones, do not feel nor hear all, but what they want to feel or hear. 
without sensitive organs. They can activate or avoid their perceptions at will. There is only one thing that they are obliged to hear, the advice of good spirits. So again, it's what you focus at. Everything in the spirit world, it's a subjective world, which a lot of people love here, right? <clears throat> in this world, it's objective, meaning the wall is the wall. You know, your left hand is your left hand, your right hand is your right hand, and you can't say, no, I want them reversed. No, sorry. They are what they are. Does, you know, you can't, just because you feel something doesn't mean that you can change it. But in the spirit world, you can. Now, this is easier for higher spirits because the, the more lower spirit you are and you're with, uh, by the law of affinity with spirits like you, you will be influenced by their perception. So if you're in this nice, beautiful city, and they see this nice, beautiful city and nice and buildings, and you go in the buildings, you go in the people's houses, and everything's wonderful. And yet you think everything looks a different color. It will still be the color everyone else thinks, unless you really have the focus and will to change the color. And I go, why are you changing that color? Right? You can do that by your mind, but they'll ask, why are you changing the color that I picked? You go, oh, I'm sorry. Right? So, but you only have, you're only going to affect the area close around you because there's so much uh, more of thinking and thoughts that have created this environment. That's why when you go into the higher spiritual sites, you create your own house, you create your own mansion, your palace, whatever you want, you can create. You'll have to learn how to do that. You'll go through classes just like the Mother Reverend Jeeva Owen did, classes of how to create with your mind and you'll be members of groups and so forth. Their vision is always active, but they may become mutually invisible to one another. According to the position, they can hide from those who are their inferiors, but not from those who are their superiors. So again, this is this is backed up by um, not only other spirit literature, but by near-death experiences. Is the higher the spirit the, is, the more etheric they are. The, the more is is what they are is they are ratio a higher ratio of energy to matter the lower the spirit is a lower ratio of energy to matter of course here on our physical world we are a huge ratio of matter to energy and so we there are spirits all around us now some people have this uh capability but most of us do not uh, we cannot see them because they are they are so tr they're transparent to us but some people can see them and but but we and they can see us now when a high spirit comes down into a lower position the the spirits on that level even if it's a level in heaven may not see that higher spirit unless that higher spirit concentrates and makes themselves more dense then they can uh see that spirit and of course that happens a lot when people pass over to heavens and their family members come and say, oh, you're finally here. You know, we love you. And they don't see them because they haven't, they're still materially tied to earth. And they just don't, they don't have the spiritual uh, elevation to, to see the people who are trying to see them. That's why some will say, well, where's all my family? Well, they've tried to talk to you and you just, you don't notice them and you don't hear them and you don't see them because you're not raising your mind and you're not letting love in your heart. Um, and because you're still thinking of what's happening back on earth. 
Then, uh, I'll carry on. Then, just after death, their vision is always confused and perturbed. It becomes clear as the spirit detaches and can achieve the same clearness as during life, irrespective of its penetration through the bodies that are opaque to us. As for its extension through infinite space towards the past as the future, depends on the degree of purity and elevation of the soul. So again, th this is a tough concept. And this, this concept is when you see things, you see, you see the, the trajectory of that object. If you're looking at a table, you see it as uh, on earth. Let's say you see it as wood being made, the table, and then you see it degrading. And you see that length of time. It's as well as looking at a person, you'll see their past, their present, and a little bit into the future, depending on the level of what you are. And to us, when we sleep, and then we'll get to this later, what sleep is, but think about this, is when we sleep, we are in this world where you see, you see time, right? There's no time, but you'll see the different states of an object. And your brain goes, what? And when you're back in your physical body, you, you're trying to interpret this, and you don't know how to interpret it. It's very confusing. That's why your your memories are fuzzy, and you're not seeing the right thing because you're seeing something so fantastic. And again, the higher someone like Jesus can see, can look at one of us and go, "Oh yeah, I know what you were in your past lives, and I know what you're going to be." Most probably you have free will, but I, I can see the, the probability of what's going to happen to you in the future. And in fact, which was interesting one time when my wife and I got messages from the spirit world, it was said that, you know, it was said, first of all, I've told this before, that, you know, you're, you're, you know, we were at this spirit meeting. They said, yes, you failed uh, multiple times in the past. But then it said, by the order of our father, and so I was, we were given beyond earth to help spiritism, you know, not that I'm doing much. And they said, just going to plant seeds. But they said it twice by the order of your father, which said to me is that the other spirits who knew me, of what a, a failure I've been in the past. And every time I've been on earth, I've wanted money and power, right? That it goes, well, okay, you can do it, but we're not, we, we don't think you're going to succeed, right? It's just like a, a middle manager trying to do a project where I've been in a situation. And then the CEO says, well, add, add so and so to your team. Yeah, but that, why do I need to add that person to my team? That's not going to help me. In fact, it's probably make the project fail. And it's probably how they felt about me because I was, you know, I, they've told me everything I've done wrong in the past. I, I failed over and over again in previous lives. And yet they said, by the order of the Father, they said it twice. So some high spirit said, now, this guy might have a small chance of doing something right. And I still don't know if I'm doing something right. But it's just, it just shows you. I think that's a kind of a, is an example of the differences of when a high spirit can see what may happen versus a lower spirit. Not a low spirit as, you know, a uh, spirit in the lower zone, but a uh, still a spirit in heaven, but not as high as someone further up in heaven. So I think I'm an example of that. And the other example is just what 
spirits look like, right? When we say you can't see them or not, is people with NDEs will say, oh, I've, you know, I, I saw an angel and I saw the, like a fuzzy face, but everything else is bright. Well, that's because higher spirits, they reflect the love of God. So they don't emanate uh, brightness, they reflect it. And then a, let's say a more normal person, more no, normal elevation would just see a lot of light reflecting and they can barely make out the outline and they'll say, well, that's an angel. And to them, it's a higher, a higher spirit. Fine. It's an angel. But if you were at the same level as the spirit you saw with this angel like uh, form, if you're on that same level, they look like a regular person because you would be, your eyes would be used to that light reflecting. Some will say that such a theory is not very reassuring. We thought that once detached from the gross covering instrument of our pains, we would no longer suffer. Here you're telling us that we still suffer. Either way, we will not be less suffering. Pity on us. Of course, they're saying they're suffering because they, they, they may not see as well as other people. Now they're going to talk about suffering. So do spirits suffer? Yes, we can continue to suffer, and a lot, and for a long time. But we can also stop the suffering, even at the moment when we leave the corporeal life. The earthly sufferings are sometimes independent of us. However, our, our consequence of our free will. Let us go back to the source, and we will see the majority of the suffering results from causes that could have been avoided. How many evils, how many illnesses does not man owe to his own excesses, ambition in one word, passions. A man that had lived a sober life, that had not been abused of anything, that have always been simple in his taste and modest in his desires, would spare himself of many tribulations. Exactly. The less you try to grab, and the less you try to, you know, live the, 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 the pleasurable life that you want, which yeah, I don't blame anybody for wanting that, but we have to start, we have to regulate ourselves. And you get in trouble that way. The same applies to the spirit. The suffering the spirit endures, the spirit endures are always consequences of the way they lived on earth. So what they're saying is when you pass over and you've suffered, you're still suffering, but it's a different type. So let's see what they say. I think you're going to get into it. They will certainly no longer suffer from gout or rheumatism, but will endure other sufferings which are not less painful. We saw that their sufferings are the result of the still existing link between them and matter. The more that the more separated from the influence of matter, or on another word, the more dematerialized, the less painful sensations they shall have. Thus, it depends on the spirit to liberate from such influence already in this life. So again, this is what you've seen is they one time in a book, uh, one of the books by uh, Chico Xavier, the Andre Luis series of books, Andre Luis asked the spirit Demas, who just like recently, within a couple of days, died. And he said, you know, well, do you suffer? And he goes, he goes no, um, I don't think of my own, you know, if I'm not thinking about what I was on the material earth, I feel no pain, I don't feel hunger. But if I let my mind wander back, to what I was physically, then I feel hunger and I feel some leftover pain. So it's, it's again, you remember, thought is action in the spiral. Let's say we have a question here. I've been exposed to a lot of anti-theist anti objections to an afterlife, ranging from existing forever, perpetual fluctu 
perfection or turning to a nightmare, etc., but are easily answered. But are but are there is a might be a question, but are they easily answered in such literature? And yes, I think and the interesting thing is when you say perpetual perfection or turning to a nightmare is exactly and I forgot what question it is. It's in the spirits book. And in the spirits book, they go, is having this this you know uh, Elysian fields where and you know where you know where the the, the kind of the the Christian idea, a lot of it is where you sing hymns and you play your harp on uh, uh, on clouds, right? And you're perfect and you're all-knowing. And the answer is you're not perfect and you're not all-knowing. And there is uh, billions and trillions of worlds. There's there's things to do. There's work to do. And in fact, the question the, the question was answered by spirits. They go, if, if that vision of Elysian fields was true, that would be hell. And so, yes, I believe that perpetual perfection could easily turn into a nightmare because what were you going to do? Just be perfect and sing hymns all the time? That would be horrible. It's like, you know, I'm sure other people can do better than I can, but if, if I go on a vacation, some people can just lay at a beach and, you know, and just lay on a uh, in the sun or in the shade, whatever, and just enjoy themselves for days. To me, that lasts about an hour. And I go, I, I have to do something, right? I would go crazy if I was in that. So the spirit world, when you go into the spirit world, there are jobs, you you you, you go to school, you learn, you, you, you are showing how you can rise from one spirit level to the next. So what the spirits talk to the Reverend G. Val Owen, is that there are 10 levels because that levels depends on how you want to name the number of them and from one level to the next you have to go through classes and maybe like colleges you have tasks to do either in the spirit world or on earth and when you have the, the correct knowledge and your um, basic character flaws are somewhat improved right you can go to the next level it, and then what happens and then you're given tasks like there's there's stories in the reverend g bowen of groups of spirits coming to earth rescuing other spirits helping other spirits there are stories in all the wonderful books by uh francisco c xavier chico xavier with andre louis series of andre louis and teams going and helping spirits there's a great book called liberation uh, i would definitely read that one and so you're always given something to do and then if you rise and graduate beyond the level of the heavens surrounding the earth if you if you can look at the earth with a bunch of concentric circles around the levels of heaven and that's kind of like the total college campus right then when you graduate that top level of heaven surrounding the earth to the more generalized level of heaven i don't know how that if it's generalized with constellations or solar systems or what you're given more tasks you're given tasks to help form whole you know to to guide whole planet the cultures and races of whole planets of plants and animals there's always things to do so i hope that uh, answers that question so boredom should not be uh, a factor and christ who is in charge he's the ceo the leader of our planet earth he's in charge of four other planets at different levels He's not bored. He's always got 
He's always got things to do. And he can be in multiple places at one time. Okay. Uh, okay, so yes. The more separated they are, so it depends on the spirit to liberate from such influence already in this life. The spirit has the free will and consequently the choice between doing or not doing something. Let the spirit dominate the animal passions. Let there be no hatred, no envy, no jealousy or pride. Let the spirit be free from selfishness. Let the spirit purify its soul through the good feelings. May the spirit practice the good deeds and give to the things of this world the importance they deserve. And then, even in the corporeal covering, they will always be elevated and untied from matter. So this is where our, our, our cultural prejudices hit us, right? Where they say, okay, you're not going to have any hatred, jealousy, or pride. Let it be free from selfishness. And then people think, well, I'm just going to be with all these goody two-shoes, and it's, it's going to be boring. Get some water here. I'm going to be bored, right? And the answer is, think about if you've ever been on a your own work task, either like if you're uh, building your own house or you're in your workshop or you're in work and you're on this team, that you're just hammering away at something and you really, and these happen very seldom, but they do happen. You've got great uh, managers and supervisors and team members, and you're all working together for some uh, good outcome. Aren't those some of the best times you've had? Do you, at that time, do you miss going out to eat or to social events no you like what you're doing you're you're like working towards something you're working as a group towards something that is very exciting and and comforting and satisfying and that's what you get in the spirit world is the higher you go you get that that sense of service that joy of service and you get and as you get higher and higher you have more and more responsibilities and you're helping more and more people, and you get more and more of that joy. And you don't have to work if you don't want, right? I'm not saying that you're going to be, you know, say, oh, you have to do this. No, you can volunteer. You don't have to do anything. You can sit around, but you will get bored at some point in time, and you'll want to, and you're not going to be able to elevate yourself until you learn and you start working, right? And the spirit world will show you these higher places, say, look, this is what life's like up there and you go oh i want that so i'm going to work for it you'll, you'll start motivating yourselves and so again when servant uh spirits first pass over and they're still tied to the material world they feel the things of the material world it's like an alcoholic when they pass over they don't have the physical addiction anymore that's gone but they have the mental addiction they still want they'll still want to go if they're if they don't rise to heaven, usually they don't, unfortunately, because they're tied to earth and their addiction, they'll go to bars and they'll be next to people who do drink, physical people that drink, and so they'll feel that that feeling of, of alcohol in their system. And same thing goes with drug addicts and other addicts. Um, we carry on. On leaving such a material covering, spirit will no longer suffer its influence. The physical sufferings that he may have experimented with, with will not leave a painful memory. 
there will remain no unpleasant impression because those those would have affected the body not the spirit he will be happy for having freed himself and the calmness of his conscience will spare him from any moral suffering for that's the people who will not have pain when they go over we have in, interrogated this alan kardec writing thousands of spirits that belong to all echelons of society and attain all social positions and this is where you say interrogated thousands of spirits interrogated people in the spirit world who've been in the physical world and are now in this in the spirit world we studied them in all periods of their spiritual life since the moment when they left the body when they died we followed them step by step in this life beyond the grave so as to observe the changes in their ideas and sensations with that respect it was not the most vulgar creatures that offered us less interesting material for study we have always seen that the sufferings depend on the conduct whose consequences they suffer and that this new existence is a source of inevitable happiness to those who have followed the right path and consequently to those who suffer suffer for what they wanted and should not complain about anything but themselves be it in this world or in the other one again what we've seen we've seen this in real life people who who um who complain and whine about things and you know and if they have that type of personality and they go to heaven or they go to the spirit world, I should say, they're still going to complain and whine. It's not a way you want to be. You need to find, you need to find your own balance and happiness and harmony in whatever you're doing. And the people who look at the thing and they try to do the best, and they try to follow their conscience. Those are the people that will be happy and victorious in heaven. I'll carry on. Certain critics ridicule some of our invocations, as for example, the assassin, the assassin Le Maire, if I'm pronouncing that wrong, finding it strange that we get involved with such insignificant creatures when we have so many superior spirits available to us. They forget that it is exactly because of those that we somehow scrutinize the nature of the fact, or better said, in their ignorance of the spirits of science, since they don't in see in such dialogues anything beyond the mirror a more or less funny conversation whose reach is beyond them. We read somewhere that a philosopher said after talking to a peasant, I learned more with this rustic man than with all the scientists. It is that he could see beyond the surface. Nothing is lost to the good observer. He finds useful teachings, even the spores that grow in the manure. Does the doctor refuse to touch a horrific wound when looking for causes of the illness? Another word about this subject. The sufferings beyond the grave have a term. That means a, a time limit. We know that the most inferior spirits can elevate and purify themselves through new trials. This can take long, very long, but it depends on the spirit to abbreviate such a painful time because God always listens to him as long as he submits to his will. The more dematerialized the spirit is, the ampler and lucid their perceptions, meaning the less, the less matter, more energy. The higher ratio of energy to matter, the, the higher the spirit. And that's why you've got all your all your sensations and senses are broader and of course the opposite is true is what he's saying is the everything depends on the earthly lifestyle the more limited and obscure they will be if you're tied to earth you're tied to matter if all you think about oh my god i've left my my wonderful car i love that car i love that house um you'll be tied to the earth but the more you say you know i want to help people I love Jesus, I love God, I want to be a better person. That's when Alan Kardec says, the more one vision extends to infinity, the more the others become restricted.
So the higher you go, the more your vision extends. So hence, the inferior spirits have only a vague, confusing, incomplete, and sometimes null vision of the future. They cannot see the end of their suffering. So thus think they will suffer eternity, which is the penalty to, to them. And the spirit world lets, us, lets this happen. When a spirit who has been a mean, criminal-type person, a materialistic-type person, and they go into the lower zone of the dark abyss, they do not know that all they have to do is change their character and attitude, ask for help, and they will be they will be assisted out of that area. What they'll think is they go, I'm here forever. And they are allowed to think that. That's that's part of the as part of letting them get deep into this, you know, into this other being with other evil, because that's how the spirit world corrects evil. They they fight evil with evil, into this horrible atmosphere. And so they, and then finally they go, I want to get out of here. Please help me, God. And then they're helped. Um, if the position of some is afflictive, even terrible, it is not nevertheless desperate. The position of the others, however, is eminently comforting. The choice is up to us. This is of the highest morality. The skeptical have doubts about our fate after death. We show them exactly what happens by which we consider to be doing them a service. We have thus seen more than one retreating from their mistake, or at least beginning to seriously consider what they only joked about before. There is nothing better than when we realize that something is possible. Had it always been like that, there would not be so many incredulous people. In addition, both religion and public moral would gain insights from these facts. The religious doubt, for many people, come from the difficulty in understanding certain things. These are positive spirits, not predisposed to blind faith, that only admit something that has a reason to them. Make these things accessible to their intelligence, and they will accept them, as in the end they do not require more than that to believe. This is because skepticism to them is a more painful situation than we can imagine, or they dare not confess. And again, this is what spiritism, spiritism wants. They do not want people who believe in the spirit world, believe in Jesus, believe in God, believe in becoming a pure spirit because someone told them to. They want someone who, through their own rational thinking, their own decisions, the, 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 how they discover and find the facts to themselves, right? We can Because all of us have facts that are facts to us, but we can't prove to other people, right? I've had things happen to me where I was told the future. That's a fact to me. I certainly cannot make that a fact to someone else. I know that's true. I know there was no, there's no falseness behind that. But to other people, they could say, well, you imagine it. Okay, I can't, I can't prove that. But so it's up to you. Let me carry on. There's no system or personal idea in everything we have said. Also, it was not a group of privileged spirits that dictated such a theory to us. It is the result of studies done on individuals, collaborated and confirmed by spirits whose language would not give us no doubt with respect to their superiority. We judge them by their words and not by their names or the names they've had attributed to themselves. Again, this is a part of spiritism. If you're in a meetings meeting and a spirit says, oh, I'm uh, Saint so-and-so, or I'm, I'm, you know, the used to be the, I'm the uh, Cleopatra. Most of the time, that's not true, right? You have to talk to that spirit. And that's where spiritism teaches people how to be mediums. It teaches them how to interrogate spirits, how to evaluate your conversation. Because over time, it may take many meetings, a spirit will always reveal themselves. Okay, 
Let's go to the next subject. Dissertations from beyond the grave sleep. What happens with sleep? Poor men, how little you know about the most ordinary phenomena that exist in your life. You think highly of yourselves and you think you have a vast knowledge and remain sleep speechless before the simple questions framed by all children. What do we do when we are asleep? What is the meaning of dreams? And this is a message from a spirit. I don't have the pretension of making you understand what I want to explain, since there are things that your spirit cannot yet submit to, because one can only admit what one can comprehend. Now, here's the, main, the meat of it. Sleep entirely frees the soul from the body. When we are asleep, we are momentarily in the same state that we shall definitely be after death. That's why death is not an end. Death is just a portal to a much better life. Death is wonderful. It's the physicalness that is, is hard. And that's because we're on a campus called Earth. We're here to learn. The spirits that have quickly detached from matter on their occasion of their death had intelligent dreams. Those, when sleeping, meet again with a society of other beings that are superior to them, that travel, talk to them, and are enlightened by them. They even work on tasks that they find finalized when they die. This, once more, must teach us that we should not fear death as we die every day, as once stated by a saint. All this was said with respect to the superior spirits. <clears throat> the large majority of men, however, who may remain in that perturbation for long hours, in that uncertainty that you were told about, those individual goes to worlds that are far inferior to earth, attracted by old affections, are to look for pleasures that are even of a lower level than those found here. They will learn doctrines that are even more vile, ignoble, and harmful than those that they profess among you. Let me stop there for a second. So this is why if you know people want to like interpret your dreams, understand what their dreams mean, that's why you need to write down your dreams. Because you go to these places, you don't know how to interpret these. But what I do say is if you're in a dream, and you feel either good about it or at least neutral, you were probably in somewhere in heaven and it's kind of fuzzy to you because you cannot interpret it. But if you're at a place where you felt scared or worried or nervous, or you saw monsters, right? You're probably in the lower zone or the dark abyss. You're in the more darker areas. So like, let me give you an idea of one of my really mundane dreams, right? I was dreaming I was like in this, I thought, college campus, and I was in this lecture hall, and I didn't know. I thought, why am I here? I don't know what the, what the heck they're saying. Then I go across, and I go to another class, right? And I go, I don't know what they're saying. And I, I talk to a medium. They go, oh, that, go, oh, oh, yeah. That means you're in the spirit world. You were actually taking classes. You don't have memories of it, but you're actually in some level of heaven these are either listening to lectures or something like that. So a lot of times the most mundane dreams can tell you a lot. Okay, what establishes the sympathy on earth is nothing else but the fact that we feel attracted by the heart as we wake up to those whom we had just spent eight or nine hours of pleasure or, ha or happiness. What also establishes the irresistible antipathy is that deep there in the heart, we know that those creatures have a different conscience with respect to us. Hence, we know them not having ever setting our eyes on them. It is this that also explains the indifference, since we don't seek to make friends when we know that we have others that love us and wish us well. In one word, the sleep influences your lives more than you think. 
Now, I skipped over something I want to explain a bit. Individuals go to worlds that are inferior to Earth. So if you are a spirit and you've your friends were still on this old planet, and yet this planet is light years, light years away, I mean, how do you get there? Well, the fact is, remember, in the spirit world, the speed of light is not the speed limit. You go at the speed of thought. So you could transport yourself to all other worlds in your sleep. Okay, we have a question. I have a dream of sleep. Does that mean that my spirit does not travel in my body when I sleep? I do believe that that's um, not certain. It may be that you travel in the spirit world and for some reason you do not remember it. So I would say you, you would need to meditate and pray and ask to remember what happens in your sleep because you do travel a lot of your body when you sleep. Uh, but you're not, for some reason, you have no memory of it or you're not allowed to have memory of it. So uh, everyone. You don't have to travel out of your body. Maybe that is something you don't do. It's hard for me to know that for sure. But you certainly, I'm sure at some points in time, you must have, uh, yet uh, you have no memory of it. So it'd be interesting. And, and I, a lot of people will go through periods where they don't have memories of dreams. I don't know why. I've, actually, I went through that dream where I was for like five, 10 years of not thinking I ever dreamt, although I probably did. I probably went places, but I did have had no memory of it. So I'm not answering your question very well, but I, you, you probably wander, but there's no memory. That's just my opinion. Others can have better opinions. Okay. Oh, uh, let me carry on. Okay. Um, it also explains the indifference as we don't seek to make friends when we know that others love us and wish us well. And in one words, Sleep influences your lives more than you think. And I think that's true. In fact, a lot of people are told things in dreams, which you don't remember, but will come out in such a way, they either come out as an intuition or an inspiration. They will emerge. I'll carry on. Through sleep, the incarnated spirits are always in contact with the spiritual world, allowing them that the, then that the spirit, superior spirits, without much repulse, do agree to come to incarnate in your environment. God wanted that during the contact with vices, they could reinforce their virtues and the source of goodness so as not to fail as they come to instruct others. Sleep is the door that God opened to them to meet their friends from heaven. It is the break after work, waiting for the great liberation, the final liberation that should reintegrate them back to their real world, meaning the spirit world. This Physical world is not the real world. We're in this simulation where we're here for educational purposes. We're here to learn. We're here to take out our uncivilized emotions, hate, envy, jealousy, and replace them with civilized emotions. This is not the real world. You just think it is. A dream is the, I'll carry on. A dream is the memory of what your spirit saw during the sleep. Notice, however, that you do not always dream since you do not always remember some of what you have seen or everything that you have seen. So again, he's saying the same thing. It is not your soul in its full detachments. Often, it is not nothing more than the memory of the perturbation that follows our departure or arrival, added to the memory of what you have done, our worries that you are that worries you during the waking state. Without that, how can we explain those absurd dreams of the scholars as well as the simplest person? 
The evil spirits also use the dream to torment the weak souls. As a matter of fact, you will soon see the development of a new kind of dreams. It is as old as the one you know, but ignored by you. It is the dream of Joan of Arc, of Jacob, of the Jewish prophets, and of some Indian foretellers. Such a dream represents the memory of the soul entirely separated from the body, the memory of that second life that I was telling you about some time ago. For the dreams that you shall retain the memory, try to distinguish well between these two kinds, as without it you shall fall into contradictions and cause dismal mistakes to your faith. So he's saying, try to separate the kind of the, the absurd dreams, right, with the dreams that may mean something. And it's really hard to do unless you write down your dreams and then filter everything through your conscience. And then when you have a dream, note that did you feel good about it or at least neutral or did you feel bad about it? An observation by Alan Kardec. When required to provide his name, the spirit who dictated the communication answered, what for? Do you think it is, that it is only the spirits of your great men that can come to tell you good things? Then all of, of those that you don't know and you don't have a name in your world are worthless? Know that this, that know this, that many just use a name to satisfy you. Of course, that is absolutely true. They just use a name to satisfy us. Okay. So, um, again, the spirit review of 1878 gives us, 1858, I should say, gives us so much information and it's so exciting. And so if you really want to start learning about spiritism and, 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 and get to the headwaters, you can type in Alan Kardec space PDF and then you'll, you can read the spirits book for free. You can also find it on Amazon. You can click on the, uh, uh, the picture of Alan Kardec on my website, uh, nwspiritism.com, and it'll take you to the FEB bookstore. You can order your book then uh, there. It's actually, I think it's cheaper than amazon.com. Uh, but I guess you can, of course, you can find it free on PDF, like I said. I also have it on my on my blog, nwspiritism.com in mp3 and in audible format which you can download in audible format it's two files and those are formats you can do in your audio player and you can you can save where you were at and so on and so forth again and then on my youtube channel that you're listening to now you can go to the playlist section and go to the spirits book and in the spirits book playlist section you'll have every chapter of the i will read every chapter of the spirits book so you can listen to it by that way also so there's different ways. Also on my uh, Spotify channel, you'll have to look for it. I'm not allowed playlist on there, but you can go through and find out. Uh, I, I list the chapters that I read on the Spirits book. Of course, if you'd like to learn more about Spiritism, the Spirit Universe that I was describing about, it is a logical, constructive, and objective universe. Thought is action. You rise as a spirit. What is the spirit? What are your attributes as a spirit? To learn about these things as I collate this from different mediums, meetings, different books by different spiritist mediums that you can read, which is like the spirit realm. Spiritism revealed the reality of our existence. That kind of gives you an overview of everything that I have tried to figure out. And uh, if, But if you want to dive deeper into the, you know, what is heaven is I have a series of three books Heaven and Below is book one. The Spirits in the Spirit Universe is book two. And How We Are Guided by Spirits is book three. And I take a lot of this from the books by G. Val Owen. And then I expand on what he's, the spirits have told him. 
and from other spiritist literature. So anyway, I want to say thanks for everyone for joining me today. Tomorrow, Monday, again, we, I live stream. It will be Q&A, questions and answers about spiritism. It will be at the same time. God bless.